How many hours and years of our lives do we spend on work? For nearly all of us, we spend 30 plus years and one third of our days in our vocation. More time, perhaps, than we spend at rest or at play. But this isn't a problem. Why? Because work is good. Work needs to be integrated deeply into our lives and must be in line with our most important goals and values. And if it is, we have a far more complete and fulfilling life experience. Welcome to the How People Work podcast, where we explore the intersection of how humans think and act and how they apply themselves to their work. When you understand both of these things, you'll be equipped to be insightful, compassionate, and compelling leaders. Welcome back to How People Work. Again, this is Jordan Peace. I'm here with Jason Murray. Say hello, Jason. Hello. <laughs> you should have said hello, Jason. That would have been ironic. That would have. Um, and sarcastic, which would have been, you know, kind of you. Um, we were talking about happiness last week. Yes. Um, and we got halfway-ish through that conversation. Yeah, Who knows? It uh, could be a three-parter. We're planning on doing a two-parter. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation on happiness. Uh, last week, we talked in particular about this MIT stu- study that was done on right. one million, um, one million U.S. soldiers, and uh, and just how impactful happiness is compared to any other sort of demographic truth about a person uh, in terms of their likelihood to be a high performer, to receive some of these merit-based awards. Mm-hmm. And then we were kind of getting into. Um, kind of not only just defining happiness for ourselves, but more importantly, that value hierarchy and this idea of like, yes. what, what are we after in life? What is the goal in life? And, and at the very end of the episode, you were sharing some of your own personal goals, which, you know, I, I really, I, I knew some of these things, but mm-hmm. obviously it's always enjoyable to hear um, a personal perspective on the podcast and you're talking about like why a lake house, you know, right. and <laughs> it's not because you used to be a financial advisor and you know that a house is an appreciating asset and a lake is on the water and they're never going to make, you know, a whole lot more waterfront property. And therefore the value mm-hmm. goes, it wasn't a financial thing for you, right? right? Much more about the memories, much more about that, the memories that you'll make and what you expect to feel and experience in this place. And right. so that, that's kind of where we were, just to bring everybody back to the discussion. Yeah, well, and I think it'd be great, actually, in the same way that we kicked the last one off with that MIT study, kind of lay this one out a little bit with some other research kind of around the whole idea of yeah. you know goals and how they relate to right. this notion of happiness and you know how we find that or how we facilitate that maybe more uh, systematically in our lives and so um there are a number of studies but a, a couple that again we'll put in the show notes for the episode here um really point to the fact that uh happiness or how we experience happiness is really a self-reinforcing cycle and mm-hmm. so what i yeah. mean by that is um when researchers have looked at this stuff, what they found is that the the moments or the ways in which we really experience um, happiness or that uh, sort of self um, sense of well-being yeah. is when we're making progress on goals. Hmm. And that progress on goals is what leads to that sense of feeling happier and more satisfied with life. And then those positive emotions that we feel as a result of sensing that we're making progress on those goals um, facilitate the intrinsic motivation that actually drives further goal-directed behaviors Mm. that are necessary for that goal progress and attainment. So it's kind of this, you know, really virtuous self-perpetuating cycle that you see. Um, And 
Yeah, I'll, it's funny. I don't mean to interrupt you. I yeah, was just go thinking, ahead. I was thinking today, I was having a conversation over lunch about college mm-hmm. and um, a guy that grew up in the same um, area of Richmond that I did. And like, we have kind of different families, different backgrounds, but grew up in the same area. And then another guy that grew up in kind of the northern part of the state that's a little bit wealthier, a little closer to D.C., more career-oriented and educated and so forth. And we were talking about, like, why we went to college, mm-hmm. you know? And it just it made me reflect on childhood and then all the way up until the age of, like, 22. I was just following a script, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you just kind of do what your parents say. You go, to, you go to elementary school, you go to middle school, you go to high school, you pick a college because that's what you're supposed to do, and apparently that's going to set you up for life, having this piece of paper that says that you attended the school and paid way too much money, and, you know, that's going to propel you into life. And, and for me... It wasn't even until I was maybe like 27, 28 that I was like, why am I doing any of this? Uh-huh. You know? Like, I just followed a script. There was no goal. There was right. no concept of like, should I, I should have a purpose. I should have something I'm aiming towards, yeah. you know? It took a whole lot of years to yeah. do that. And, and we talked about this last week, but like, that's because survival is easy for for me you know which which in some ways is a real privilege you know it's in many ways that's a real privilege right i don't want to have to fight to survive every day that seems terrifying right to Mm -hmm. me to think about that um but at the same time that means that i have to actually set goals and that means that i have to be really intrinsically focused on like who am i what is kind of my purpose? What gifts do I have? What abilities do I have? What can I contribute to the world? I got to think a whole lot yeah. about more than just I need to, you know, raise and cook and eat food right. and build shelter, yeah. right? And, and so I think, you know, I, I just wanted to frame that up because we talked about that a little bit last week of just there's a significant difference that's uh, really easy to forget about this, like we're sitting here in the year 2023. It was not that many years ago that most people woke up in the morning and just thought about how am I going to put three meals on the table? Right. Right. Or two or right. one. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's very different. And so if we want to be happy, we have to know what we're aiming towards. Yeah. Well, you even know? in those survival situations, I'd say it doesn't mean that you can't be happy in those moments either right but i think it's 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 actually in some ways i think it's i hesitate to say this because i've never actually been in that scenario right but in some ways i don't want to say easier it's simpler Mm -hmm. it's simpler the goal it's clarifying your life stay alive right when i wake up in the morning and i'm still living i hit my goal yeah you have fewer distractions maybe right right like you don't have kind of all these things you have less options and so as a result Mm -hmm. it's either i'm going to make meaning and purpose out of what i have available to me or i'm just not whereas i think you know life is easier to a degree for us in such a way that well maybe i just can kind of coast and it's fine like i'm not penalized for coasting necessarily no not not necessarily Uh, yeah well it doesn't feel that way right. in the moment, perhaps, but right. I am penalized by the anxiety and, you know, all of these other things mm-hmm. that start to manifest themselves as a result of, you know, not having that direction and kind of experiencing that's, that dissonance, yeah. right? Because I think you could say like, you know, to put it in the framework of these value hierarchies that we talked about last time, you know, 
like maybe I am just surviving, but mm-hmm. I got to provide these meals. Yeah. Okay. Well, why? Yeah. Why does why does that matter? Right. Well, because I want to be a good provider. Right. Right. Well, why do I want to be a good provider? Well, maybe I want to do my best to be a good father. Yeah. Well, why do I want to why do I want to be a good father? Well, maybe it's because being a good father is part of being a good person. Mm-hmm. Well, why do you want to be a good or, person? Or maybe it has something to do with my relationship with my dad. And yeah. he was or wasn't an awesome provider and I want to be like him or not be like him. Right, and whatever. like, why does that matter to you? Yeah. Well, right. it's like, because I have some aspirational yeah. desire. Yeah. Maybe it is being a good person, right? right. Like a lot right. of people say that. Well, why, yeah. why does it matter? Why do you care about being a good person? And it's, yeah. not, it's not a right or wrong question. Yeah. It's just a matter of like, well, if that's important to you, what's behind that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people have all sorts of reasons that they're going to say, well, here's why it matters to me Mm -hmm. to be a good person. Maybe they have some other higher purpose or maybe that is the thing. They're just like, well, being a good person is, you know, at the top of that hierarchy. Well, that's that's fine. You know, they can still orient themselves around that now and say, well, in all of these domains of my life, I can take it down to a level of practicality because I say, Mm. well, what it means to be a good person let me start defining that mm-hmm. in all of these domains. Like, right. okay, I'm a father, I'm a spouse, you know, I'm an employee, like a worker. What does it mean to be a good person as an employee of a company? Right. And right. all of these kinds of, or a citizen in society and yeah. so forth. And so now all of a sudden you can take these, um, maybe things that you do day to day that seem trivial Mm. or meaningless and you can actually imbue them with purpose because now all of a sudden Mm. those tasks are oriented towards maybe one of those things or hopefully oriented towards one of those things like on that value hierarchy and if it's not you should probably ask yourself the question of should i be doing this or why am i doing this or do i need to reconsider my values or my goals Mm. in relation to the things that i do every day yeah absolutely i First of all, very impressed with the word imbue used so seamlessly (laughs) in your soliloquy there. Um, But also, yeah, I mean, just thinking about that and thinking about my own life and where that hierarchy sits, like what it looks like. And I I described how long it took me to even build one, right? (laughs) And you don't build it once, right? right? You don't build it once because... When I was 25, for example, I didn't have children. Mm -hmm. They didn't exist on the hierarchy of what it is that my purpose in life is, right? Right. As as soon as that little girl, right, was born and, oh gosh, I remember that night like it was yesterday because she had that cord wrapped around her neck twice and and, and I I just freaked out. Like, I don't think I've ever freaked out that much in my life and the nurse is just like, whoop, like just removes the cord, like everything's fine, like, you know, first time dad situation, but like my life totally changed, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it's a, you know, whoever is listening who's had a child has experienced this emotion Mm -hmm. of just like, oh my gosh, my life is starkly changed from today forward. And I've had four others since then. And so, and you know, but the emotion of that very first time was, was huge. And so you don't go through this exercise once. You don't kind of decide what that hierarchy is and what that ultimate aim and purpose in life is one time, you have to assess that routinely right. over the course of time. And, you know, we talked about last time a little bit about as employers, we're both employees and employers mm-hmm. and like how important it would, how important it is to facilitate a place where 
we actually encourage that type of thinking, right. you know, like that's personal development, right? You know, like learning and development platforms and like, it's great. Like watch a video about like risk and like why you shouldn't leave your laptop open and not like <laughs> unpassword. Like, don't get me wrong. Like our people need to not do that. Uh-huh. Right? But like, if we're, if we're thinking about employees as human beings and we're trying to make an impact on them, not just while they're here in this very temperate job and this temperate company that will end at some point, right. probably before their life does, right? right. They're going to have a life well beyond that. And if we're really about people's well-being, we're really about pouring into their life and helping them be happy both at work and at home and, and persist in that happiness throughout their lifetime we got to help them do this stuff. Yeah. we got to help them figure out who they are, what they believe in, what's important to them, yeah. and set those goals in life and set that true north in life that they can pursue. And if that pursuit takes them away from us, so be it. Right. So be it. Because it's about human flourishing. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. That's why we got into business to begin with, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, that's the whole point. Like, sure, we want to make money. We need to make money so we can pay everybody and so that we can get paid. And there's, yeah, sure, absolutely. Of course, it's about making money. That's why a business exists to a, to a large degree. But But also, like, if you care about human beings at all, right, you have to look at your employees as people that you're trying to imbue with right with this idea of purpose yeah right and 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 some people walk in the door with that right like they just happen to be like super mature people or they they have a certain community or aspect of their life that kind of uh, facilitates this this sort of thing but i would i would say experientially most don't Mm -hmm. don't have that you know they kind of come in with the notion of here's what I'm good at, here's what I can contribute, here's who I love, here's what I'm interested in, which is a great start, but they probably don't have like a, a business plan, so to speak, for uh-huh. their life of just yeah. like, here's my mission, vision, values, so to speak. Right. Here's what I'm all about. And so I think it would be, you know, just really impactful to provide that for people. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad you brought up the you know, idea again of this human flourishing. Cause yeah. I think as I was thinking about this conversation, it feels like a, it feels like a concept that unifies all of the different mm. levels of relationship, if you will. So like at the individual level, I can say, Hey, I'm aiming for flourishing, right. right? Of myself, of my family, of, you know, my friends, of, you know, et cetera. Right. And at the business level too, you can also say, well, I'm aiming for, human flourishing. And so it's actually not about the money. The money is a means to an end because to the degree that a business is successful and produces money, right? For one that is oriented towards human flourishing, it's likely utilizing those dollars to build an environment that creates flourishing for its people and probably create something or provide some value to the world that's contributing to human flourishing. And so all of these things kind of end up converging together Mm. around this concept. And I think it's really compelling. Would you say there's a symbiosis between those factors? I would. Is that, is that because you really, that was like a layup. That was, (laughs) was like amazing. It wasn't (laughs) intended to just lay it up so beautifully for you. (laughs) No, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. Um, Yeah. I think it's interesting because, you know, Again, coming back to some of this research that um, folks have done, 
you know, it's repeatedly demonstrated, and this is research that's been taking place for decades. So this isn't like, oh, like people stumbled across this in the last yeah. couple of years. This has been around for some time, and for some reason, it's just not making its way into, you know, the circles that we operate in, yeah. maybe in a business context. Yeah. But it showed that people, when they're involved in the pursuit right. of subjectively important personal goals, mm have higher subjective well-being than individuals who lack a sense of goal directness. Hmm. And so, I mean, you know, not to beat a dead horse here, but it just makes sense. Like yeah. it seems really self-evident yeah. that, you know, if you just kind of wake up and go about your day and, mm. you know, don't have any idea of why you're doing it, it's just going to kind of yeah. feel blah, you know, but if yeah. you actually have some sense of, well, what I'm aiming for, that mm. it's going to give you that meaning and purpose. So not only does mm. it, I think it feels self-evident, it's really backed up by the science as well. And so I think right. that then gives us, you know, some reason to really, you know, press people and encourage people to say like, hey, you really ought to sit down right. and think about these things. Right. Think about, you know, the goals, put some pen to paper and, you know, write some things mm -hmm. down. And then, you know, even for organizations too, to think about, well, how do you design maybe an employee experience in such a way that you mm. give people space or margin right. to think about these things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And instead of, and you know, I think we're guilty of this too, of like just giving people time or giving people space, flexibility, whatever, work when you want, work where you want. Like that's great, but without any sort of encouragement or direction towards like, hey, here's your, here's your wellness day once a quarter, which is something that we do of just like, literally shut down the company except for really essential like customer service and some things that we can't sacrifice but like shut down for a day once a quarter for a wellness day but as i'm sitting here thinking about it we're not giving any sort of direction we're not getting in any sort of advice around here's how you we might use that wellness day mm -hmm. right like here's my and we might call it a happiness day like yeah. you know or like the pursuit of happiness day you know if you will like right uh, we we might want to think about in our own business you know, just through having this discussion, how can we prompt people towards this end? Right. You know, of really identifying that true north and figuring out where they're going. Um, and I, what's interesting is, like, the reason why I'm thinking about that is because I know how satisfying it is to help people with their own goal setting and with their own goal fulfillment. And to so there's, there's a communal aspect of this that's really interesting because... Mm -hmm. You can't just go, hey, everybody, like set your goals, figure out your true north and like go pursue it. Good luck. Like see you never. Like right. there's there's a community aspect of this where we actually both encourage people towards what they're going towards. We actually help them towards that thing, right. whether that's through an introduction or through some, some sort of upskilling or some way that we mm -hmm. help them towards that and they help us. And there's such deep satisfaction to be had from relationships like that, yeah. right? That aren't just this empty, small talk, yeah. whatever. Like maybe we, we, we drink together, we play together, we watch sports together, we like whatever. That's right. great. It's good yeah. stuff. Like a lot of buddies, but like the true friends that you actually know what they want in life right? and you are seeing them fulfill it and actually helping them fulfill it. Right. It's almost like, just as satisfying, if not more satisfying, yeah. than the fulfillment of the things that you wrote down yeah. as your own kind of pursuit of happiness. Yeah, well, we're built yeah. for that kind of community, I think. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, 
as you're describing that, I'm thinking, man, if, if one of my direct reports came to me and said, hey, you know, I spent some time thinking about, you know, my goals and what's most important yeah. to me. And, you know, these are things, some of the things I came up with. You know, I'd love to talk about, like, how could I do more things that help me achieve this here at Fringe? I'd say, absolutely. Oh like, oh yeah. my gosh, like, I'd be so excited, you yeah. know, to You'd have You'd, like, that, cancel your day. Right. You'd be like, okay, let's figure it out. To have that let's conversation. Let's get in front of the whiteboard and let's, like, you know, like, yeah, you'd be thrilled. Right. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, yeah. think how powerful that it would yeah. be for, you know, people to come to there. And I think that's part of the question I was asking last time when we were talking about, you know, what is the individual's responsibility? Right. Like, I'm not, you know, like omniscient. I'm not going to know that about people that I'm working with. Uh, Get here. You're not? Yeah. <laughs> surprisingly, right? Uh, and so, like, we need, like, individuals need to take responsibility yeah, to yeah. take some of those steps of themselves. Yeah, to right. They have to. Otherwise, think there's, about there's, it, there's right. no dignity yeah. In the goal fulfillment, if they don't do at least 80% of the work. Right. right? But what, I'm not saying we should fulfill people's goals for them, to yeah. clarify. We should aid, we should lift, yeah. we should provide yeah. opportunities. Right. Provide right? Opportunities. And so I think that's yeah. the that's the role that yeah. companies can play in that yes. and managers can play in that. It's like, hey, if you have that knowledge, like if your people bring you some of those kinds of things because yes. they've done some work, right. you know there's probably a lot of ways that we can take that and say like, Hey, you know what? Like there's this project over here. Like maybe you could jump in and work mm -hmm. on that one a little mm -hmm. bit or, you know, Hey, it turns out like this piece of like your job day to day. I had no idea that it was so misaligned right. with the things that are important to you. Like, but turns out maybe this other person over here actually really loves that stuff. Mm, like we could probably yes. like slide some things around yes. and like, you know, design the work experience right. in such a way that we're aiming again for yeah. that human flourishing for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I, um, I think that, When I think about the the company side of this, mm -hmm. um, and again, I was just thinking about like these these kind of quarterly wellness days and like how do we facilitate that and all that. But also, I think this stuff is a little scary. Like I think we should acknowledge that we we talk about it as and because this is something we do in mm -hmm. our lives, right? And like, I, I mean, it's been a little while since my wife and I have done this, but we even will take retreats like she and I together and we'll talk about like our own, like what are our common goals? What are we after as a family and so forth? So like when you do that repeatedly and it like, like you build that muscle, it's not that intimidating, but I just, to acknowledge for a second, this could actually be a little scary of yeah. an idea of just like, well, I don't, what if I do this journey of self-discovery and I don't actually like the person that I am? <laughs> I don't actually like the things that I really want or or maybe yeah. it's hard for me to like dig beneath the surface, beneath the surface, like peel back enough onion layers to like really see anything worthwhile. Yeah. Um, and that's fair. And so I, I think I think there's a level of vulnerability required from leaders to go first. Right. Right. And to actually say, okay, I've done this work you know, I am on the whole a happy person and I and I connect that happiness to the fact that I have clear goals. Mm -hmm. Now I'm sometimes I'm running towards them, sometimes I'm crawling towards them, sometimes I'm falling backwards and like and you know, and like yeah, whatever. Like yeah. we all go through our tribulations in life, but I, I think there's a need for leaders to to lead with that vulnerability and right. to share at least some of 
those things that are at or near the top of that values hierarchy to go, this is what I'm about. This is what I'm pursuing because that's what leadership is. It's not just the directive of you ought to. It's I've done it already. Yeah, hey, follow me. Here's the impact on me. Follow me. You know, so that's just what I was sitting here thinking about, just doing my own little self-reflection of me as a leader. And I'm like, I think I share a lot about how I'm doing, how I'm feeling, what my life is like. I don't know that I share enough about what I'm about. Yeah. And like what I'm after in life. Like, why did I start the company to begin with? Right. Yeah. Well, and having the useful having the courage to think about those things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great point that you bring up that it can be scary because, you know, you're thinking about it like as I think about it and I think about, you know, the journey that we've been on over the last 10 years where, you know, we've been through some very, very, very lean years. And so you feel almost stupid laying out some of the goals when you think about them because you're like, I'm never going to achieve this. In fact, all signs point to me having failed miserably at many of these things. And so who am I? Like, why? what's the point? Like, what is the point of even thinking about goals, having Mm. some sort of, you know, future orientation? But the minute that you just throw those things to the side, you're just... What's what's left? Yeah, nothing. You're just kind of floating around out there, like without any direction whatsoever. And that's what leads to, you know, all this dissonance and anxiety and stress. And so I think, again, it's it's why, you know, it takes courage. But, you know, to your point, I think leaders ought to go first. That's their responsibility, you know, to go first in those things and help set that example. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Um, Shoot. Something I was gonna say, and I totally blanked on what it was. While you were, I was, I was listening. I was yeah. active listening right there. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I think this is a good stopping point for us, actually, um, around this topic of happiness. I think, though, that as our podcast progresses, one of the things that we'll probably always talk about, right? Work is good, right? And, and this concept of happiness, because. It's so clear in the research, the science, and sort of, and also just the observational yeah. life that we live, that it is like the one thing, if you're leading people organizationally, that to target, to focus on in the employee experience. Yeah. And if you can do whatever you can do to facilitate some of this goal setting, clarity of vision, clarity of self, who I am, how I function, how I work, right? Um, which I think we actually organizationally, we typically do better with that part. We typically do better with the who I am, but the who I am not oriented to any sort of goal or any sort of thing that I want to accomplish doesn't even really matter, right? All I'm going to walk away with is, is maybe a false sense of pride of some personality trait and then a whole bunch of shame at all the stuff that I'm bad at. Yeah. Like, like that, how useful is that without an orientation towards a finish line or like where I'm going? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to leave us with an idea, if Please that's do. okay, before yeah. we wrap yeah, up. Because I, I, I wrap think, up all the time. Well, I think I think this is a really compelling idea that yeah. came out of some of this research that I was reading yeah. as we've been kind of talking about these ideas and um, sort of the proposition, if you will, yeah. that was put forward is that 
well-being can be this causal force uh, inside of companies. Mm. And so if you can imagine it in that way, Don't, then- Are you setting up a part three right now? Is maybe, that what <laughs> well, I think this is going to be a thread in like topics that we yes, continue to discuss. Like um, you know, there there's then this positive feedback loop that begins mm. to take place because- you know, we talked about a couple episodes ago, the relationship between happiness and productivity and right. like, I mean, it's extreme benefits yeah. Yeah. between happiness and productivity. And so all of a sudden, like this notion of human flourishing, it just kind of continues to build upon itself. And I think why that's important is because when it gets into the sphere of business, things become so practical mm. that even as we're having this conversation, it's really easy for me to kind of take this stuff that we're talking about and kind of set it, say like, well, at the end of the day, push comes to shove, like there's other stuff that we got to take care of, you know, that's probably more important <laughs> right, right. than thinking about do the, job. the right. notion of happiness. Yeah, and that's right. not really the job. And I think the proposition that's kind of being put forth and I think seems to be supported by the research is that in actuality, the benefits of people focused on their happiness and well-being, right. you know, from the individual level, right through the community kind of organizational mm -hmm. level, like all of that is so powerful yes. that it's not just like, hey, let's just, you know, well-being, let's, it's happiness. Like right. if we get to talking about it, it's great. You yeah. know, maybe we'll like put together a couple programs, uh -huh. you know, just to like tamp down the like, you know, right. chatter that's to happening. To put fires out. And the employee survey right. and stuff right. like that. Yeah. And it's always just this afterthought. Mm -hmm. And I think really, to the degree we can bring it at, into this more central place yeah. um, and think of it as this causal force right. in companies for good, for yeah. the good of the company, right. but also for the good of kind yeah. of the world, human flourishing. Um, it could be a really, really powerful thing. Yeah, I think we got to, I, I think we had to stop thinking about like work is task mm -hmm. and personal life is like relationship and emotion. Yeah. Like, Relationship and emotion and task is everywhere, mm -hmm. right? Between us, we have eight children. There's no shortage of tasks at home, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's not as if you just go home and it's just like, well, we're just sort of, we just hug our way through the last three hours of the day with our family and go to bed. <laughs> you know, all the tasks happen at work. Like, we, 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 we kind of get this, like, tough skin on when it comes to work and it's just... It's all about achievement. It's all about getting stuff done. And then we pretend like home is something totally different. Like we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Like life is life and work is part of it. Yeah. And I think we need to stop shying away from the emotion. And it doesn't mean that we go all emotion, right? It's just like, well, let's just sit around and talk about how we feel all day right. and do nothing. That is not the proposal here, yeah. right? But like if people are happy, and they're happy in their job and they feel satisfied and they feel like their leaders are invested in their happiness and invested in their satisfaction, they're actually more productive. Right. Right? Yeah. Which is, which is, and that's not why you do it. That's not why you help people be happy so that they serve the company better. That, that right. is, that is an important factor. Right. Less important than the human flourishing itself. Right. Right. But there's no reason why you can't have both. Yeah. They're not at odds. Yeah. They're not at odds at all. Yeah. They're not at odds at all. Anyway, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Jason, for your time, your vocabulary, your research. I really appreciate it. What was the word again? Imbue. I love that. Um, thank you for listening to How People Work. Uh, we'll see you next week. We got your word of the day. Oh, my word of the day. I, I forget it every time. What for is next my word? Time. You already got one locked and loaded? I do. All right, let's go. Word of the day will be scrupulous. Scrupulous.
Pulis. I like it. It's fun to say, too. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see you next time, and uh, we will scrupulously um, entertain you for That doesn't about, count. Yeah, no, it, it, was, it was poorly used. But it doesn't count. We'll see you next time on How People Work. Thank you. Bye-bye.